Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. I've had this experience where the, the only way I can describe it is you, you've worked on a feature or like a particular piece of code. And, and at the end of it, you kind of feel like you've sort of painted yourself into a corner for lack of a better term, where like the whole time you were working on it, it just felt harder or more convoluted or more complex than it should be. Mm -hmm. And um, it took longer than it should. I mean, that sometimes that's just a general thing, but it, like you just don't feel good about what you're doing, even though it's, it's, it's working. Like it actually is when you're done, the tests pass, the feature works. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever experienced that Aaron or am I, am I on my own on this one? Oh yeah, tons of times when okay. you you you're output it, you're looking and you're like, yeah, that solves a problem, but what? I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I just I want to give a, a tangible example I had in mind, and then uh, maybe we could kind of I, I can say how how we resolved it, and I resolved it with your help, Aaron. Before you go on, yeah, I, I want to make it just a quick aside. Mm -hmm. The not liking it isn't about well, this code doesn't look beautiful or elegant or anything like that. Okay. It's not about like well, there's too much too there's not as too many it's lines. not there's like three lines extra in this controller right. it's yeah. about it's actually hard to understand mm -hmm. like i'm looking at it and I, I it's not clear i i even know myself if i were to go away from this project which i will and three months later i come back i'm gonna look at this and go what was i thinking right <laughs> don't i don't get it yeah you know or 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 this idea that like some comments are good but if you need a lot of comments then maybe it's too complicated mm -hmm. so we're talking about things like that where right. it's it's you know it's not well it's not perfect like it, uh, that fine you'll never get perfect style code mm -hmm. leave it alone but this idea of like oh that seems a little hard to follow or is that really working how I expect it to yeah or is that the best way I could have done this like surely Laravel has like a better way of doing this like that those right. are some of the thoughts I have but yeah you're right it's not just like this more subjective it, it doesn't look right to me it could be more elegant um, it's a little more tangible like this just doesn't isn't satisfying. Um, so, so here's the example I had in mind. We were working on an API that, surprise, it had users, but, but a certain type of user could make payments to other types of users. So just not to get too, too much in the weeds on the business, but mm -hmm. that was the basic flow. And we wanted to have a policy in place where a user for a given job could not pay this other user who did the job for them more than once, right? It was it was kind of a sanity check that we never double charge, like anything financial. We we, we right. work really hard to avoid even things, oh, that'll never happen. Like we really wanna make sure it'll never happen. So as you might expect, um, we were in the user policy, right? Because that's that's where this is applying. Can this user make a payment? User policy. And so I had, I had I, you know, users have a relationship to payments. It's more than one, but it kind of goes through this job table. And it was like, it was it was a, a, a little complex relationship, but then the more I tried to layer it on, because again, not to get too much into the weeds, but uh, for a given job, there could be multiple people who did it. So it wasn't just, oh, you can only do one payment per job, but it's only one payment per job per worker of that job. And so I had this just gnarly user arrow warehouse payments with like mm -hmm. all sorts of sub queries. And it, it, I didn't like it. It worked. It was complex. And I think it was at the code review where you're like, come on, there's got to be a better way to do this, right? <laughs> um, and I'm like, no, like, like, show me. And I think you said, 
well, why are you doing it from the user side? If you do it from the payment side, this would be a lot simpler, wouldn't it? And it, like, I, it was just, I was mad at first because I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, well, yeah, that actually would make it a lot simpler because I'm, I'm coming at it from the user side, the user model, you know, starting mm-hmm. there because I'm in the user policy, but there's no rule that I have to do that. And sure enough, when I flipped it and I started with the payment model and then did relationships back to the job and to the user from there, it was so much simpler. And I mean, it still wasn't like a one-liner, but it, it, right. it, was, it was measurably better and I felt a lot better about it. Yeah, it makes sense. A lot of times when you have, especially if you have the user, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of other relationships. You're like, well, I obviously am going to come off this side yes. of it. Yeah. But you don't, you don't always have to, whether it's in the policy or permissions or whether it's even retrieving data. There's so many times I've seen people write a controller where, you know, they want to get the current user stuff. Um, and then they make this really complicated, you know, sort of relationship and paging right. on, on, yep. you know, relate on re- paging on relationships, which is kind of tough where I'm just like, why don't you just kind of do a, uh, paging on the actual model with a quick wear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why don't you just do that? Aaron's like, why don't you just yeah. do it the right just, way? <laughs> just, just, just do it. Why would you ever? But, but the, uh, I, I just, you know, this was kind of one tangible example. Maybe it, it, it only applies to me in this one project, but it, it just kind of, I think the principle that lit up in my brain that day was your first way of even approaching a problem isn't necessarily the right one. And sometimes, especially when you're feeling like, ah, this, this just doesn't feel right. Um, that's a chance to step back and be like, well, is my fundamental starting point wrong? Like, could, could I, could I avoid this problem by, by thinking differently than where my brain first went when I sat down Mm -hmm. to code this feature? The, um, the other thing I thought was kind of a nice takeaway from this too, was the benefits of code review, right? Because, um, in this case. I, you know, it may be in a perfect world, Aaron, I would have bugged you before I finished coding it up and submitting it. But at, at, at the least, um, you saw it because we review each other's code. Mm-hmm. And to your credit, you called it out. Like, you, you didn't even have, like, an answer. Like, we'll do it this way. you just like, well, right. what about this? Or what about that? Like, have you tried this? Um, and I just, I just thought, you know, some, some developers look at code reviews as, like, this hurdle to cross or this thing that slows them down or gets in their way or like this, this point of contention. And I just think this is a really positive angle on the code review process. Well, and you have to, you have to watch how you feel about your code reviews and stuff. This is kind of a tangent, but um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that uh, probably people wouldn't know is like, if you're reviewing my code and you find something, I'll sound and look very angry with lots of profanity and everything. But if you're just like, Oh, you mad? I'm like, no, I'm happy. I'm happy you found this stupid thing and then just go yep. on like another bleep filled rant because I'm like, a, I'm, you know, cross between ashamed or just upset <laughs> with myself and like, just, oh, of course, like, why did I miss this? So, um, you know, there's, you know, I, I, it can be easy just to get mad yeah, or you can like realize what are you actually frustrated with? Right. Yeah. It, it, there, there's this initial defensive posture i think we all take when somebody criticizes our work even if it's constructive criticism it's just it's i think it's human nature but yeah if you can see past it and i i know you and i too we've had these things where there'll be a comment on a pull request and the other person will push back and be like i i actually think this is better than what you're proposing or i tried that and i didn't like it for this reason you know where it's it's not like the the code reviewer isn't automatically right but it starts a conversation and, and kind of right. being open to that conversation has some benefits. Yeah. It's a code reviewer, not a code corrector. 
That's right. I think being a software developer causes you to view the world in in sort of a different lens, maybe than the average person. Mm -hmm. And um, by the way, I'm not saying we're above average. We could be below average too. I'm just saying it's different. Um, And I'll give you an example of this. So I've been using an app on my phone to keep track of like what I eat throughout the day. Right. So like it, it tracks calories and all this stuff and it has a huge database of foods. So you don't have to like type in all the numbers. You just like put in you know, yeah. string cheese or whatever. Okay. But every once in a while, like we have our own recipes we make and, and things that aren't in there. And so you can create your own foods. And then when you're creating it, um, there's an option that says, well, do you, do you want to share this? You know, it, it, there's a community right. portion of this food database. And so I, I was typing. So you come across these other foods that people enter when you're entering, you know, when you're searching for things. And I'm like, this app needs a spell checker. And I'll just give you some examples of things that I like was mistyping something because they should have a spell checker on the, the search field again, which they don't. I somehow typed in injure, I-N-J-U-R-E, and it came back with injure ale. Somebody had <laughs> typed in like a particular brand of ginger ale soda and just left off the G and also spelled it with a J in the middle. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's that. Um, there, I, uh, we grilled out the other day and I was starting to type ribeye, but I, I typed it wrong. And so a rub-eye steak came up, R-U-B. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. The, I, I just, you know, like the validation guy is going nuts in my head. Like it was, clearly nobody's reviewing these. There's no spell checker. Right. All of that. Um, and I just want just one more example, which was my favorite, was um, P-E-U Nats. P-E-U-N-A-T-S <laughs> instead of peanuts. And I'm like, you know what? I actually entered that one because it, it made me giggle so much. I'm like, I ate some peanuts today. If you need another set of eyes on your code, or maybe you work alone and need a code review, we can help. Head over to our website, nocompromises.io, and there's a book a call link where you can talk to us and see if we can help.